And welcome back to Two Steps Ahead Podcast. I'm Son Edom alongside my friend and colleague who is you, me, and we. Right. <laughs> hey guys, I'm Tara Hokeshiro. Welcome back. Hey, this is Two Steps Ahead Podcast, highlighting the shit we've stepped in so you don't have to. And um, hey, so uh, how many likes did you get on your last post uh, on Instagram? Bring that up again? <laughs> I actually i don't know a few a few a few a few i bet if you uh post that picture of you in that bikini you'll get a lot more i yeah i don't think so no no (laughs) what um what's the most or the type of photo or type of post on instagram that gets the best response for you i posted a picture the other day of me and justin hartley that's from right. This is us. He plays Kevin on This Is That's Us. Right. I saw him out and about. He was gracious enough to take a picture. Would you believe? Okay, so I have at this point. I'm I'm a little bit of a um, loser. I have 200 and like I don't know 50 ish followers. Right. 550 ish likes. Wow. That's on that huge. on that picture because yeah. you know hey Justin Hartley he's and he's super cute. In person, super nice, very tall, very gracious. Did you get any more followers from that? No. No? Really? (laughs) No. (laughs) Wow. Well, I was just curious because sometimes when you get pictures like that, when you find that golden golden ticket, that Willy Wonka's golden Instagram post, you get more uh, followers. Yes. What do you think contributed to the... uh, the uh, likes, the hashtags, the... Uh, It was the hashtags, like the hashtag, this is us... Um, what else did I do? Justin Hartley. Um, that was probably enough. Right. To get it. To get. Yeah. This is us. People post um, or use that hashtag for their own families, yep. you know, their own couples or whatever. Like we could even do, a, you know, use the hashtag. This is us because we're doing this the podcast. This is us. This is you, us. me, we. And we. That's right. This is us. You, me, you, and we. <laughs> me, we. And we. <laughs> You are part of this today. Yeah. So if you're listening on podcasts, I should, we should probably mention that that's, that's on my shirt. We yeah, forget because we have a camera in front of us. You yeah. can see, but if you're on the podcast, that's what I have yeah, on my the shirt. The audio today. podcast, she's wearing a shirt that says you, me, we. In French. In French is yes. So you and me, yes. Uh, like you, like who's the you and the me and the we. It's like the, the, the you, the audience, the me, the you, the exactly. diva. And you guys are together. So yes. Yes. Yeah, so maybe um, if I yeah. use that hashtag, maybe I'll get a bunch yeah. of likes, but yeah. 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 There was a time when I uh, posted something during Halloween and it was some event and I hashtagged it and it got a lot of response uh, because of it. Or like one time I like to do this thing on Sunday nights called Sunday Night Brew where I go someplace Mm -hmm. and I'll just take a little Instagram video or something Mm -hmm. or maybe a picture and then I'll hashtag it with something. And uh, that tends to get a little bit of a following too because um, you hit the right hashtag, you get more followers and the location i've noticed i've been different places where i will i usually add the location but um i i notice in different areas we will get like at the airport if you use the location for the lax airport all of a sudden all these people are liking the so it just depends on where you are you know i used to do with facebook facebook used to um check in have check-ins, remember? Yes. I used to fake checking in. So like one <laughs> night, one night a couple years ago, it was New Year's Eve, 
And the next day, I was supposed to be here in Pasadena to cover the Rose Parade, the Tournament of Roses on Colorado Boulevard with the uh, our campus radio station at Pasadena City College. And um, I checked in that I was in Times Square. <laughs> and I got a lot of response like, oh, you're in Times Square? That is so cool. And then the next day, I showed up and I'm at the Rose Parade. Right. And one of my students was like, dude, how'd you get from Times Square to uh, back into Pasadena for this? I said, oh, I got a private jet. Private jet, yeah. yes, of course. And I left right after the ball dropped and went out to the airport and caught the uh, private jet and came out out here and made it back and I just landed a little bit ago like that is so cool you're so dedicated <laughs> and then like one time I checked in I was in San Francisco and then my cousin who lives up that way was like dude you should come by I'm only about 30 minutes from San Francisco and I'm like uh, sorry dude I'm just really not there I'm just like, fake checking fake in, checking in. <laughs> and then I used to fake check in in Vegas and different places I just be at home but uh, but that was fun that was some couple years ago that I used to like to fake check in places. Now you get a lot of likes on your stuff. You get you get more of an audience response than I do. I get a few. Yeah. But see, mine in, my I think Instagram you're cooler than I am. I think I don't think the- it's that. I just think it's <laughs> well see, my Instagram is people that will scroll through it and Again, it depends on, I don't think you can really see all the people that I have as friends or not friends but followers. Right. I've created more of a global following when I connect with people. So for example, I've got people that are in South America. Mm-hmm. I've got people over in Spain. Mm-hmm. I've got people um, in Canada and that I follow. And then of course, across the country. Mm-hmm. I'm not really settled on just having people that I know follow mm-hmm. me. Because the other thing too that I like is I like following them because it's the culture thing to find out what they're doing. Right. And then of course, you get that whole thing where it's like you have to post at certain times. Right. Well, with an international following, you can post at any time because everybody's up mm-hmm. at some point in time. Mm-hmm. There's been times I posted at two in the morning. It gets a good response. Now, you know something interesting about that Justin Hartley picture? What's that? Sunday afternoon. Oh, was it? Was when the the bulk, probably 500 of those responses wow. came Sunday afternoon, Sunday evening, which is weird. Like I was tracking the times, you know. Maybe everybody had nothing to do. I, I didn't know that Sunday afternoon was such a was high because normally they'll say like Thursday or right, Tuesday, Wednesday right. in the afternoon ish evening because of the time change. Right. You're getting the same, you know. But Sunday afternoon, mm. there was a lot of people, like bang, like right. 500 people on Sunday afternoon. The other thing I read, too, was that in the morning, people look to social media like the newspaper. Yes. And they get up first thing in the morning. So sometimes if you post late at night and people get it first thing in the morning, or sometimes if you can hit it just right when people are getting off work yeah. or right before bed, mm-hmm. you know, but there is no formula. I've, I've done some research and there really isn't any. It's just a hit and miss, depending on your followers. That's really what it comes down to. Right. Like what is your, the habits your of, your, of yep. your followers. But I like the global one because, like I said, I've just connected with people. And some of the some of the things they'll write to me in Spanish, and I have to use like Google Translate or something. <laughs> and it doesn't translate, and well. it doesn't really translate. <laughs> so then I'll like try to write back and post in Spanish, and you know, back and forth. Um, so I've kind of used it more as kind of like an international um, flair, mm-hmm. you know. So I've got followers all around the globe. I follow people all around the globe, and I can think it's kind of fun. It's interesting though, too, because. Um, I've had good responses, but then there's sometimes where you get some people that are just kind of like a little bizarro, mm-hmm. and then they start messaging you, and they're mm-hmm. like, "Hey, I'm in South America. I'm, I'm, I'm in South Africa, and I lost all my money. Can you yes, send me money? You know, yes. stuff like that." Yeah, and yeah. so it gets a little, little crazy. Block. <laughs> but um, so what? As far as social media goes, I like social media. I think it's pretty cool. It can be addicting. Mm-hmm. It could be uh, time consuming. I've read where people spend hours on social media. You know, you've got Instagram, you've got Facebook, you've got Snapchat, you've got TikToks now. The next big thing. Mm-hmm that people are back on, mm-hmm. um, you know, and so you've got all these other things. But it's just kind of fascinating to know 
or to watch people and their uh, social media habits as mm-hmm. to how it consumes them. Like I said, there was an article that talked about people first thing in the morning, they wake up, they check social media. Right. Right before they go to bed, they check social media. Sometimes throughout the day, they check social media. Uh, if you're bored, you check social media and it becomes a big thing. So uh, how much consumption of social media do you do? <laughs> So since I'm trying to be an honest person, I guess I have to answer this question honestly, more than I would like, honestly. But, you know, I would say phone time in general. Everything is on my phone. So I'm not sure. Um, I, I've even started writing on my phone. You know, I'm a writer. And so um, which is bizarre because I normally like pen and paper. But I've actually started writing on the note thing. So it's hard to gauge social media as opposed to other all, the whole phone time. Right. But if you ask my family, my phone is like an appendage. Right. And it's just always in my hand, which is awful. Now, are you the two-thumb texter, writer, or are you the, <laughs> the, he, the hunt and peck person? No, 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 no. I'm the two-thumb, oh, except yeah. that. And I put a little thing on the back of my phone, oh, right. one of those pop things right. to help hold it right. because I have arthritis in both of my thumbs. And so the more that I use mm. my phone, like to type or to message or whatever, my thumb is really bothering me. So, um, you know, I if you if you do that, that for work, you could probably get workman's comp. I, I also, remember carpal tunnel when yes. you have to get on the tire. Now everybody's got the thumb tunnel, <laughs> whatever that is. I'm serious. Like I, I do. It's like my mom has arthritis in both of her thumbs. Right. Thumbs. My sister has it. So it's not because of the. Right phone but it aggravates it definitely having that position and doing that all the time definitely aggravates it so i have to wear a brace when i sleep and wow so not only is it ruining my eyes it's also ruining my thumbs thumbs. (laughs) have you come across anything that was i don't want to say i mean dangerous because okay we've got these phones like you said for most of us it's an appendage we're always on it um, but it's a gateway into our world mm-hmm. for people on the outside. Like I mentioned, I'll get hit up by people and then they'll DM me and be like, hey, send me money. And that's really kind of the extent that I've gotten as far as um, suspect behavior, you know, suspicious behavior. Mm-hmm. Anything suspicious? Because we're opening ourselves to the world and we don't know where these people are coming from. It reminds me, for example, if you remember the email scams from Nigeria, right. send me $5,000 and we'll give you $10 million. Right. And people would actually fall for it. And they'd right. send the 5000 and then they get nothing and they wonder what happened. Because some rich uncle somewhere in the oil business of Nigeria wants to get their money out and they'll give you $5 million so they can get the $20 million out, but you have to give them 5000 for bank <laughs> expenses and yeah. payola and stuff like that to government officials. So it's the big scam. Right. And so, uh, but now we've opened up, and that was through email, but now we've opened up ourselves. I and mean, we've got cameras on our phone. We're taking pictures inside our you know place of residence or bedrooms or things like that, places of work. Can I just say that I'm so afraid that someone is looking at me through my camera on my phone? Yeah, and you're not the only one that thinks that. I, I like it worries me. Like, does someone? So what I do is like in the morning. Like, I don't. I'm not probably saying this. That that's probably opening myself up. So. Um, if I'm not, let's just say if I'm not proper right. in the morning, I have my phone sitting, you know, while I'm getting She's ready. And, <laughs> and if I'm not proper, then, and I need to use my phone, I literally oh, do you really? cover yeah. up the camera, cover the, I, you and I were texting this morning and I was like, covered up the phone. I did see like, your phone. Covered up yeah. the, no, you did not. And because I'm like, if I lift up the camera right. part, like who's, see you. you just don't know. Right. 
like who's hacking into your phone and they say that you're safe, but are you really? And are there people listening? Like it's just, so that is one thing that I do. Like, well, I know the paranoia people part. put tape across their laptop computers yes. and stuff like that. Their uh, computers at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that way, again, the same thing. So mm-hmm. yeah, the, that that's a real fear, I think. Mm-hmm. But then again, is it paranoia? Who knows? Because mm-hmm. we just never know who's on the other end of that. And we right. all see the TV shows and the movies and stuff where people hack into other people's cameras and yeah. and things. So you know it's there. You know it's right. possible. And and we are opening ourselves up. I mean, all the locations, you know, the the Waze app, the map app. I mean, there's so many things that use our location, you know, in order for everything to work together. So we're easily trackable. And everything is Every app is allow your allow this app to access yes. your phone. Yes. And an audio. Right. Microphone. So <laughs> who's listening now? So that's what, so the point is when it comes to social media, we like it, we enjoy it, it's fun. Yeah. And we think of the good positive things. I did a um, interview about a year ago with a guy who did a documentary called Social Animals and it followed the lives of three young people. One was a a, a young fella in I think it was New York City, mm-hmm. and he was an extreme Instagrammer. So mm-hmm. he would trespass into properties like skyrise buildings, skyscraper cranes, and hang from them and take pictures. Oh, I remember you know, things that like guy. that. Yeah, and then it, then so I followed yeah. his life a little bit and how he would was wanted by the police and everybody knew who he was because he was this extreme Instagrammer. Then it followed the life of another gal who was bullied online to the point where I think she even attempted suicide and failed mm. because it was just relentless because oh, of wow. a bad breakup or something that then led to all this online bullying. Right. And then it was the third one where it was another glamour type gal who was a young gal and she used it for pictures and she used it to promote herself mm-hmm. and she got quite successful at it and was really unharmed, so to speak, mm-hmm. at least at the time of the documentary um, and was having, having a lot of followers and she'd put her cute pictures up there and you know, promote whatever she was doing and really had no good or bad. I mean, I guess it was all good because she was having a positive uh, experience through it. But it just was kind of interesting how two out of three had like negative experience. And Mm -hmm. so the extreme Instagrammer guy, he decided at the time of the documentary, he was going to scale back and and not because he just saw either death coming because of the extremity of his pictures or, you know, getting in trouble because he kept trespassing and kept doing going places he shouldn't be. Um, but that's the hazard, I think, of also social media, especially with the younger people. Because I know adults that don't know how to handle social media. Yeah. So I was just wondering, that, so brought the question of the hazards for social media. Have you come across anything like that that you're like, whoa, this is, besides the thumb over the camera, <laughs> anything that's been like, whoa, this is pretty, like, iffy, dangerous? Um, you, um, you know, there was a, a post that I came across, and then I clicked on the page that... Um, I reported, and of course, Instagram uh, said they investigated it, and it was did not violate their guidelines, so it didn't get taken down. But they look to me like young girls the age of um, 12, 13. They were posing um, provocatively in um, normal clothes, but the look like the pictures were getting a little more, you know. Um, Risque? Yeah, they were, they're the the line was getting blurred between I mean not that they, the pictures were okay to begin with right, but, but they're they becoming were, more sensual more sexual yeah they they getting used to taking the pictures and right. the poses and so it just they, they kept the line you know they're just getting closer to that line but they looked like 12 and 13 and I was like oh it just like turned my stomach and so I clicked you know report and of course and then they said oh that's not violating our guidelines I was like ah, that is awful right. like um so what 
Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Ask I was going to say, so what age, you think there should be an age limit as to when people can be on social media? You wouldn't be able to, to implement it, but do you think there no, should be because, an age? No, I mean, I think, I don't think, in my perspective, I don't think it was these the girls that were posting this. I think it was probably a, um, a um, uh, not a John, a... Um, like a pimp? P- yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it was some somebody yeah. like that that mm-hmm. was posting these pictures. Um, so I, you know, I don't think it's the age. I don't, I, I look at it as the, the behavior, like what do we use? Like, like normal, quote unquote, normal girls. There are so many selfies of, um, pictures of just flat out, like, you know, we want the attention. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the, and we can say that like, oh, there are women who post pictures of themselves that are scantily clad and they're just looking for attention. But so are the moms with the kids that are superstars. So are the moms that are creative, that have um, an art that they're trying to promote or something. I think for me, it's asking where that line is and what are we like, are we putting all of our eggs in the basket of social media and trying to have our identity and our validation in that? Or are we using it just for fun because it's addicting it's like it's like how many picture you know of course i'm looking on you know my pic like ooh, 500 and whatever people clicked on my picture so it's not like there's always that question of like what is our intent what are we using you know this for and why are we posting pictures the pictures of ourselves you know the way that we do yeah no it's interesting because you can put any good-looking gal on Instagram and in immediately get all kinds of followers just based on the way she looks. Mm-hmm. That's what TikTok now has become because mm-hmm. I've uh, looked at TikTok because I'm creating a Two Steps Ahead podcast page for uh, TikTok on TikTok where we just are going to post some of our little minute videos and things. You're not going to see us dancing <laughs> to music. <laughs> but it's interesting because you get people on there that are on the younger side and they're doing these dances to this music and some of it's pretty provocative and some of it's you know pretty sensual and millions of people follow it. Mm-hmm. And then, you, of course, you get those that sit there and stare at the camera for nine seconds, and then the 10th second, they scream something, and that gets millions, too. So, I don't know. I mean, it's such a bizarre world. Do you think social media is dumbing down society? Mm, that's an interesting question. I think it's making us more self-focused and more self-centered and more individual and less of a team player. Right. Yeah, for sure. How about the um, social skills? There was a movie one time. I'm not going to promote it because I shouldn't. I mean, it was fine, but it was a, it was a Vince Vaughn film and, and an Owen Wilson film, so it wasn't that bad. But there's a, a uh, uh, they go to this club, and one of the kids is looking at his phone. He's constantly on his phone. Mm-hmm. And they're in a club, and Owen Wilson takes the kid's chin and puts it up, and he says, there's a whole new world just two inches up. Because mm. the kid's always looking at his mm. screen. Yeah. And then he sees the club, and he goes nuts. But that's the truth. It's like we are constantly in our phones mm-hmm. right here. Mm-hmm. You go to uh, any restaurant, and you see a family sitting at the table. Mm-hmm. And what are they doing? Five phones, or six phones, four phones, whatever. They're on their phones, and they're at you know Danny's or IHOP or something, right. and they're on their phones. Right. Um, and then the whole idea of what started with Twitter was the what 180 characters. Mm-hmm. Now, can you really have a conversation with anybody? Mm-hmm. Dating, you go mm-hmm. online. Um, everything is on an online world, and so I was wondering, if in your opinion, is that is that creating a society that cannot be societal and interpersonal relationships? now become problematic because people don't know how to deal with each other in person. Mm -hmm. 
I, I mean, sure, that's I, that's going to be an obvious effect if we're so focused on the conversation with people that are not right in front of us and we're not getting that immediate feedback. We are getting feedback, you know, based on the comments and the likes or whatever. But a lot of the times we are posting things in like if you look at a um, picture of a girl that posts of herself that's really cute and then all of her friends start commenting, bae, gorgeous, beautiful. Um, and so that feeds our ego. It feeds our, you know, there's an adrenaline rush. There's a you know dopamine um, rush that comes out of that. So sure, I think it. Um, but in the same token, I mean, in the world, in the in the workforce, you know, if you're going to college, if you're trying to interact in a meaningful way um, in society, you're kind of forced to learn how to do that, or you just don't move forward. So there's people that you know at work that's like they just can't communicate, and they're either not there anymore or about to not be there anymore (laughs) because they just, and I don't know that that is social media per se, or if it's just um, lack of, of education or, or a family that they grew up in. I'm not sure. I hate to blame it on like, cause there's so many other things like say, for example, um, we had a couple of cousins come out um, visit from New York and the boys were five and seven. And these two kids, man, wicked smart, like beyond prodigy smart, super funny, very witty, um, very charming, but just very, very smart. So the older one, the seven-year-old, he would take my phone and he would say, I'm trying to learn um, Spanish on on the side. So he would take my phone and use the app. I have a Duolingo app that I love. And so he's flying through it. He's bilingual already. And um, he's flying through it and he knows all the answers and he's doing all the stuff. And so I said um, and he said and that one time he says, hey, can I use your phone to to um, open up some more levels for you? I said, no, because the next time I'm on there, it's going to think I'm more of an expert and I'm not going to know the answers. He's like, OK, well, let's do it together and then you'll know. Anyway, my point is, is that there are so many educational apps on there and he knows several of them already. I mean, this kid is like beyond smart. So and I was and it was occurred to me I'm like okay technology isn't just a bad thing having the the phone if you're going to have a phone if we're going to have technology we can choose to use it in a very positive way and this kid had all the educational apps and the games and the 5 year old too I mean they were both really into learning and the you know because the way that the app was set up it's fun it's engaging and they were hooked the whole every time we were together like hey your phone let me do the spanish app so I, I, I don't I don't like to blame like I think I always take it back to our character because it, when we got phones, then people are like, oh, my gosh, now people can you know call you and look your address up in the phone book and they're going to do bad. Maybe we shouldn't have put, you know, and then we get the Internet and then we get that. I think it's character. It's not that that the technology um, is bad that where we're going. I think it's how we use it. Um, and it, it just it just keeps going back to our character. We can choose to use it to learn things and to I'm always on YouTube learning things. We've come a long way from leapfrog. Yeah, we have <laughs> with the we apps have, and everything. Yes. But that's what it is. It comes back, I think, to your responsibility and, and, and purpose. Mm-hmm. Granted, there's people that like to use social media for a specific thing. Like, for example, I'll use it to promote two steps ahead podcast or maybe the beat goes on or things mm-hmm. like that. Um, others use it just to, you know, I'm all for shameless self-promotion. So put yourself out there and take your <laughs> pictures and put it there. Um, you know, so I'm okay with that, but it always is fascinating because you find people 
that will want to abuse the situation. For example, Snapchat, I started getting, I don't really do Snapchat much. I keep it because I do a messaging with a couple people that I know, and that's mm-hmm. really the only way we um, mm-hmm. message each other. But you, you, I start getting requests of people, younger gals, and then it's turns out to be that, you know, like you said, there's maybe a pimp or somebody mm-hmm. pimping them out because they're always pushing, right. you know, do my premium snaps, do my premium snaps to see this, right, to see right. that. And of course, it's a sexual content mm-hmm. and they're young, you know, mm-hmm. so I'm, are they doing this on them, on themselves, by themselves, mm-hmm. on their own? Mm-hmm. Is someone behind there pushing that? Mm-hmm. Um, and then you get, you know, good things like um, locally here in Los Angeles, you know, Andy Bell's from the Union Rescue Mission. He'll post things that they do. And I like right. that. Um, you know, a guy that used to work with, Frank Sontag, you know, he puts his... Uh, uh, his uh, ministry uh, posts up, and so you get to mm-hmm. kind of keep track of that. And mm-hmm. and other people, you know, uh, I know, um, you know, psychologists and therapists that will put you know things on there, and people quote inspirational things. And so it's it's a good thing, like you said, it's technology itself is not bad. It's how we use it and who uses it. Mm-hmm. But it also opens up, especially for younger people who are unaware of the world and the realities of the working world mm-hmm. and the naivety of it all. I think it can become quite dangerous if. It's not checked. It can. And and I would, as you were talking, I was reminded of on television, America's dumbest videos where we show, they show people being complete idiots, you know, so we could say that's dumbing down, you know, America, right. or there's movies um, that are just showing the worst of society. And we laugh at the ridiculousness of stupid decisions and we um, glorify them, you know, so we could say that that could be dumb or some of the music um, lyrics. So I don't um, I don't I don't know that it's just one form of um, media that I think it's what we how we choose to handle it. And and there are a lot of people who are choosing to handle social media as a way to be validated and to have an identity and now the biggest thing is you know we all want to be influencers um so what do you i mean what do you think about about people who um or the psyche i guess that would um want to use social media to make a name you know for themselves or to use it to get attention or um, to fill in the gap in other parts of their life, maybe where they're not being validated, but they are being validated online. See, I think it goes back to, like you said, the person, but it's this. If you're using these things for self-worth, then you've got probably some some issues. If you're using it in addition to your lifestyle, like if you took social media away, if nobody liked, Instagram's talking about removing likes, mm-hmm. so you can't get likes. Mm-hmm. If that's all taken away and you're still okay with yourself, you find value and self-worth in yourself Mm -hmm. without social media, without the attention, without all that, if you can have an identity without that, then I think it's fine. If you have self-worth and you have identity and you're confident in who you are without it, and then you want to post all this stuff, you know, you want to post yourself, your pictures and try to promote yourself and be an influencer. I think that's okay. I think that's normal. But I think we fool ourselves into thinking that we're okay like it's the other people that have the problem because I can look at myself and and I um, I struggle with that all the time mm-hmm. I'm not gonna lie I'm, I, I struggle with that all the time so it's like okay why am I posting this what is the purpose what is the intent and am I doing it because I want you know the accolades am I doing it because I want the attention and then I'm looking at okay how many followers do I have and then I say oh I don't need to worry about how many followers do I have I don't need to worry about how many likes but then I go back and see you know how many how many likes there are and so I think it's a I think we fool ourselves 
lie to ourselves thinking that we are not on that line mm-hmm. when I think that sometimes that we really are. And it's hard to know, like, um, it's hard to, it's hard to be honest and know that because as soon as we have a really great picture, it's like, oh my gosh, perfect light, perfect setting, perfect, you know, whatever. That's the one that I should post, right? Because right. we want to participate in the conversation. We want to participate in what's going on and what everybody else is doing. There's a dopamine rush. I read a study that like when we look at ourselves in the mirror or when we look at pictures of ourselves, we get a rush of dopamine and, and we get this jolt of, of um, self, you know, confidence and self gratification. It makes us feel really good to mm-hmm. look at pictures of ourselves. And so we, it's kind of hard to say um, that my intents are pure. I don't, I think we fluctuate back and forth between pure and unpure when we're posting things. Some some things might be, you know, with pure intent and, and, and other things. I think we fool ourselves into thinking that it's a pure intent. And then other times it's just like, no, I just need some love. Let me just post this picture. It's really mm-hmm. great. And here comes all the love. Right. I think it's human nature. You post something, you want it to be successful, you want people to like it. Yeah. And that's just human nature. You want to be liked. Right. It's like the study where infants that are held mm-hmm. and cuddled, they grow stronger right. and and healthier right. than infants that aren't. Mm-hmm. And so it's just that human nature. Mm-hmm. But again, it goes back to, is it healthy for us to be consumed by social media mm-hmm. the way we are as a society? Probably not. <laughs> is it bettering society? I mean, how many times do people post things on Twitter and then have to retract it? Yeah. You know, or they have to clarify yeah. or they have to have their people, you know, put out a press release saying, no, he really didn't mean that. Exactly. Well, yeah, he did because he said it. You know, you can't <laughs> unring a bell. You can try to spin it. But yeah, you said it. Yeah. It's the, the Pat O'Brien rule. You're supposed to count to 10 before you hit send. Yeah. You know, um, but it's just fascinating because then you've got. So we've been kind of talking about it from the adult perspective. But when you take a little, look at it from the youth perspective and the young people, I still think that's where there's a little bit of a hazard because you've got uh, parents out there who are trying to do everything they can to monitor their mm-hmm. kids' social media and the kids mm-hmm. don't want to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. You know, they want their, their privacy. Right. Uh, so they come up with different things, you know, different ways to have maybe uh, insight into what their kids are doing on social media. Mm-hmm. Again, you have the outside world coming into your bedroom. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was like, it was like the grease. Remember grease when uh, Vince Fontaine is at the dance off at the school yeah. and he's like, does your parents know I come into your room every night? And then he's on the TV, right? Vince yeah. Fontaine in your room every night, yeah. but he's on TV. Well, now look at all the ways people get into their rooms. Um, I know there was this, uh, this little kid in uh, Australia. I think he's a dwarf. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you heard this story. And he's getting bullied. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's, he, he's getting bullied because of his dwarfism. And a lot of celebrities and a lot of people have come to his, his, um, his side, his support. Mm-hmm. And I think it got so bad that he was contemplating taking his own life. Oh, wow. And now these are only stories that we hear because the news publicizes them. Right. And so we only hear a little bit about, so we don't think the problem's out there. We think that, okay, society is okay with handling social media because we don't hear the stories. But how many non-stories are out there where lives are being destroyed and ruined because of social media, because of bullying, Mm -hmm. because of online whatever, because person A breaks up with person B or person C steals this guy's or gal's boyfriend or girlfriend and then the rumors start to fly. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think it becomes very dangerous, especially in smaller market America where the publicity isn't there and it becomes problematic. And then people become uh, 
psychologically dependent on the feedback and everything that they get on online and through social media. And that's becomes their identity and their self-worth, which we talked about before in other episodes too. And I think that's where the hazard comes. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where we need to be, be careful as. Yeah, because, you know, again, when you don't have a close network and some people, they just don't have friends and their only social life is online where they get that, um, where they get that gratification and you can be different online. You can be, you know, your flaws don't necessarily have to show up online. You can Photoshop your pictures. You can, you know, create your life to make it look however you want online. So not only are you, you know, falsifying and lying to yourself, but then you're lying to the people that you're getting feedback from. And I think it com- becomes a very dangerous um, way to live. And I and I especially it really one of the things that really irks me is is when um, I see women or girls posting pictures of themselves in a bathing suit or lingerie and it's and it's intentionally provocative and their their makeup and their hair and everything is just like picture perfect and then they'll hashtag inner beauty and then the comment the content under the picture is oh love yourself no matter what love your flaws love your and I'm like what is happening right now this picture is like perfect there's not one flaw in this picture drop dead gorgeous and you're talking about you know, embracing your flaws and loving yourself. And if you make mistakes, you know, oh, well, and inner beauty, it's it's a complete oxymoron. I'm like, I don't, that really bothers me, you know, a lot to the point where I started posting videos of myself. This was probably a year, no, more than a year ago, about a year and a half ago. No makeup. And yeah. I even titled yeah. it. No makeup, no hair, don't care. No hair. Like I, yeah. yeah, no hair, no makeup or um without hair and makeup or something. I didn't talk about in the video that I was without hair and makeup. I just, oh, before, that's what I called it, before hair and makeup and then colon and then whatever the subject matter was. And so I just like, and I didn't even brush my teeth. Like I just, in the morning, I would just hold the camera up in front and just start talking about a subject like self-esteem or self-worth or whatever. And, um, and I would use the hashtag inner beauty. No, I didn't get, I don't know that I got any followers, Mm -hmm. you know, from those but I just to prove a point, I'm like, what are we doing? Like we're not right. we're not, that this picture clearly does not represent your inside. You're not right. talking about charity. You're not talking about serving people. You're not talking about a cause. You're not talking about a struggle that you really have, like depression or an illness or financial. Like it's this picture. Perf- and this one looked like it was straight out of a Playboy. Wow. Centerfold. And she's talking about inner beauty and loving herself. And I'm like, well, of course you love yourself when you look like that. Like, right. how can you? Not <laughs> maybe, maybe that should be. Maybe that should be. You know how everybody has. Cha- like, OK, for example, the latest challenge I've read on TikTok is some like skull cracking challenge or something. Oh, no. Yeah. And apparently I don't really know. I just briefly saw a glimpse of it. But apparently they're telling people don't do it because you're getting concussions and it's well, or like the Tide Pod challenge. We eat, you know. Soap. Remember the Tide Pod Challenge about yeah. two years ago, I think it was? And then you have, like, you had the, well, you had the uh, Ice Bucket Challenge. So you have all these challenges, right? Right. That should be the new social media challenge we put out there. Put a picture of you first thing in the morning when you wake up or when you're at your worst. <laughs> put a picture up there yeah. and see how it is um, and see what the response is mm-hmm. and see how real people can be. Mm-hmm. Um, my hashtag is no hair, don't care. Right. I don't. You kind of don't have a choice. I don't have a choice, but no hair, don't care. But that's the thing. It's like, Bald. if we're comfortable, 
Yeah, you can go back to last episode and you'll see. <laughs> but if we if you're comfortable with yourself and who you are in the in the like say before hair and makeup, mm-hmm. yeah, I think you also have the vulnerability aspect to it too, you know, where you're right. putting yourself out there without that. If you're comfortable and you have self-worth in that, mm-hmm. then I think it's fine and healthy to be on social media and do that. I think it's dangerous when you start to find your self-worth and your value through the likes and through the pictures and mm-hmm. things like that because you're going to then, uh, it's, it's a false, it's a false fulfillment it and is. you're going to be empty. It is. And, it is. And then you have to keep posting more to, to keep it going and, and whatever. I've kind of made of a, a proclamation with myself a a deal with myself because i've been um really struggling like there's things that i want to do i want to write another book i want to um you know i want to speak and i want to talk about some of these issues and the the sucky part is that you have to have the first thing a publisher asks you how about how many people follow you right yeah on social media because a publisher when you're writing a book they don't want to find an audience for you anymore like in the old days you have to come with an already mm-hmm. built-in audience that you can sell to right yep. so the first thing they ask you is you know what kind of a platform do you have how many followers do you have how engaged are you are with your followers so they're forcing you to get into the social media whether you want to or not so you kind of you you can't not be on social media if in and attracting followers if you want to write a book so but so then my question is okay i get that part and you have to play the game but then i don't it's a trap for me i don't have a lot of followers so so we can laugh about this because i only have i think on instagram like two i don't know 50 or 70 i can't remember what it is and facebook is a little bit more like maybe 500 but um I, I don't have a lot of followers, so I'm not an attractive person on social media. I know I'm not a, I'm not like people. I get 20, 30, 40 views on my Instagram page per week. OK, no followers. Yeah. <laughs> so people come and they're like, eh, whatever. OK, so that's good. I'm, I'm actually glad for that because I don't need to um, because I'm struggling with this right now. So I just kind of made a decree with myself. I'm like, I am going to start posting things that are helpful to other people and to move people forward. I'm not going to like point necessarily to me. See, I think we have it backwards in, in a certain way. Okay. We like to look at the masses. Mm-hmm. We want to attract the masses. Okay. But why? But here's the thing. Yeah. It's the one. Mm-hmm. It's the one person that needed that message of inspiration, that message of hope, that message of it's okay, assurance, whatever, mm-hmm. at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, we uh, have done several things on campus uh, at Pasadena City College where I teach right now. And so um, one of the things we had in the fall semester was we had two parties. We had a glow party, which was widely successful. Thousands of students showed up. And it was a glow-in-the-dark party where we had the, the black lights and everything. And then we had a, a Dia de los Muertos party, Day of the Dead celebration. I guess not a party, but a celebration of life. And less people. And so when you look at it, you would look at it like, okay, the glow party was more successful with more students coming through. And it was a lot more people there and a lot, mm-hmm. lot more festi- uh, festive. But when you look at the Day of the Dead celebration, Dia de los Muertos, there was less people there. But the people there stayed longer. Mm. The others came through. He would come through, dance a little bit, party a little bit, and then they'd go on. These people were there for a longer period of time, so mm-hmm. we had more engaged audience. And afterwards, we were talking about it, and we were mulling it over. And then we started to think about it. You know what? Maybe the Day of the Dead party or celebration, the people that were there needed to be there. 
It was a Friday night because November 1st was, was Dia de los Muertos. This was a Friday night, so not too many people on campus. There was a, one uh, colleague of mine brought her class, and then she was encouraging others to come. And people were there. And then there were people that were there that I don't even think they were students. I think they were just wandering on campus and mm-hmm. heard free food, and then they're <laughs> hanging out. But they were there. It yeah. was a place for them to come for a few hours and maybe forget about whatever it is that's going on in their life. Mm-hmm. And so that's what started to get me thinking about the one. What's the one person that needed to hear this interview? What's the one person that needed to hear this podcast? What's the one person that maybe needed to see the inspirational post on your Instagram? Mm -hmm. What's the one person that needed to hear this person's inspirational post or this experience or the shit that this person stepped in? One. It's the one. And and at the end of Schindler's List, I never saw the movie, but I, but I was told at the end, I saw the ending, Schindler saved all the the, the Jews from uh, extermination, Right. right? right? But at the end... One more, one more. Mm-hmm. If I could have just saved one more. Well, he saved thousands. He saved right. so many. It wasn't enough. One more. So oftentimes we like to look at the masses, mm-hmm. but what about the one? Mm-hmm. What about the one kid back in the day in high school before social media? The one kid in the corner that was a loner that you went up to him and said, hey, how's it going? And it made his day. Mm-hmm. Or the one person you gave a smile to as you're walking down the street. Or the one homeless person that's begging for change outside of the local convenience store and you're like, hey, so I don't have anything, but I hope you have a nice day. Mm-hmm. The one person that we impact that's the that's the, I think to me the golden thing. It is, and I think that what you're hitting on um, is that it's our gifts. It's what we've been given. Are we using it for other people, or are we using it for self glory? And so, what you just described is that we have all been given gifts. We've all been given talents and skill sets and passions, and God gives us those for a reason. He gives us those skill sets and, and, and talents and dreams and passions to use for other people, for each other. And, and so if I don't use my skills, if you don't, if the person listening doesn't you know, follow their dream and use their God-given skill sets, then we're all missing out because we need each other. We were designed to be a community. We were designed to give to each other and to help each other. And so for me, I think that's where the line is um, on social media and with any type of art that any of us are doing is that if we're using um, what we've been given for the benefit of other people and we're constantly focusing on that, not that I'm so great or anybody is so great, but that I've been given and so therefore I need to um, give back. And so if we can keep that mindset – and and if I you know personally can keep my focus on on God and my relationship um, with Jesus and just be like okay I I don't want to be about me because I mess things up and I don't want to have my own wisdom but if I can use His wisdom and I can touch somebody and give them insight um, and use my skills to give you know other people hope and insight and inspiration then I'm on the right track. But if I'm doing it for me for selfish reasons because I'm having a bad day, I'm lonely, I'm sad, I'm in need of encouragement or whatever, and I put something out specifically for the purpose to receive love because I'm depleted, now I think I'm on the wrong track. Yeah, and I think it goes back to, too, where do you find your self-worth? You know, I'll, I'll look for uh, people's Instagrams or Facebook and, you know, kind of use it as a connection to keep up with others, you know, friends and, and mm-hmm. family and, mm-hmm. and acquaintances and colleagues. But then also, you know, just to meet new people and find out who's out there. And then when I put my stuff out there, you know, again, it's a lot of stuff like Two Steps Ahead podcast, the beat goes on, maybe a, a picture of me doing something radio or maybe out someplace. Um, but I often think, um, one... Is there something in this that could benefit one person? A lot of times, no. I mean, especially on um, Instagram, if you're putting, posting pictures, you know, for me, you know, who wants to look at me? I don't know. But um, 
but maybe there's some inspirational quote or something that I could put along with it that mm-hmm. says, and that's why, but that's why I've kind of, uh, I've kind of latched on to the "let yourself be great" motto yeah. and the "take your passion and make it happen" mantra, yeah. because that's the two things that we need to realize is that if we get out of our own way through social media and we let ourselves be great through social media, we can inspire people. If you're beautiful and you're posting stuff on Instagram, be an inspiration for people for others to be beautiful. Let them know how they can be beautiful in their own skin, like mm-hmm. the inner beauty thing. Maybe right. it's maybe the the lingerie picks are probably a little bit not the right picks to have for the inner no. beauty thing. <laughs> but maybe you have those lingerie picks where you are just in no makeup and you're just raw and who you are first thing in the morning. Now let your inner beauty shine mm-hmm. because this is who you really are when the makeup comes right. off. Um, if you're someone out there that's you know has inspirational quotes, keep putting them out there because maybe that one person needs it. But also we have to be careful too because we don't want to open ourselves up to the craziness and the underbelly of society and the world. Mm-hmm. By posting those things out there, we get um, we get all kinds of responses. Just real quick, I've talked to people that do, especially women that do online dating, and the pictures they get from guys, you know, within the first couple of exchanges on messages are pictures of, you know, the guy's nakedness. No, yeah. are you serious? And so it's like, so that, and they, and they get tired of it. They get tired of that whole thing. So the whole oh, dating gosh. process then becomes... Um, <laughs> Uh, you know, they don't want to do it anymore because because they don't want to they don't want to see that. So again, we open ourselves up to certain things, and we have to be careful. <laughs> we have to be cautious that what we are doing isn't going to open ourselves up to things that are going to cause us problems. Mm-hmm. The other thing too is you know work. People are going to look at us. You know, things we post now, 20 years from now, how's that going to be? Mm-hmm. Um, so we have to be careful and think about it long term. Mm-hmm. What are we doing now? How's it impacting others? How's it impacting me? How's it impacting us? And how's it going to be an impact? five, 10 years down the road, because right now we're not thinking five, 10 years down the road. Mm-hmm. We're thinking about now. We want this instant gratification now, but is this lingerie pick going to affect me down the road? I, I know I know students, uh, ball players in college, when they're getting recruited, recruiters tell them, take everything down off of social media, anything yeah. that's questionable, yeah. because that can make a difference. It can. Uh, there's one school I know that's kind of having a little bit of a scandal right now where uh, there was a picture on YouTube, so, uh, some video on YouTube that shouldn't have been there. Boom. I'm sure there's kids that are going to be gone off the team yeah. once, the, once this thing settles. Possibly a coach is gone. Mm-hmm. Um, and this happened at the University of Colorado and Division One schools as well, mm-hmm. where they bring in these things. It gets captured on social media. So we have to be careful what we put out there because just because we put it out there doesn't mean the ramifications or the consequences that come back are going to be good. There mm-hmm. could be some negative ones. Mm-hmm. And we have to be careful of that. And then young people, too. That's the other thing. When we're dealing with young people, it opens the door for them to have people come into their room like Vince Fontaine and influence them. And everybody wants to be an influencer. We've talked about influencers before and who influences us on past podcasts. What's influencing our kids? What's influencing our next generation? What are they striving to be? I've seen some adults that are acting like kids. I've seen some kids like the one you mentioned that are acting like adults. So age really isn't the factor. No. It's the person no, it's and the character, character yeah, yeah. of who you are. So just check yourself. Uh, do what you want, you know, because it's your life. It's your social media. It's your Instagram. I see people post that all the time. If you don't like what you're seeing on my page, you know, F you or don't like or <laughs> unfollow, you know, and that's true. You can always turn it off. But again, keep in mind that, you know, things that we put out there and I'm, you know, I'm all for as long as it's legal and it's, uh, um, what's the word? Consensual. You know, like everybody's in agreement. Do what you want. It's okay because I'm not going to judge you for it. Others may, but I'm just not going to judge you for it. But just know that anything you put out there, it's like the world says, karma. If you believe in it or not, you may or may not believe in it. What goes around comes around. 
what you reap is you're going to sow, mm-hmm. all those sayings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's true. What you reap, you sow. Karma mm-hmm. is a bitch. Mm-hmm. What goes around comes around. Mm-hmm. You know, do unto others as you do unto, them, uh, unto you. All that matters. And so just be mindful that when you're out there in the social media world, what you're putting out there is going to impact somebody, mm-hmm. whether it's a, a lingerie pick. Now, another girl is going to put a lingerie pick because she wants to be like you, mm-hmm. whether it's um, an inspirational message. Now you're inspiring somebody else to do something, mm-hmm. uh, whether it's just a fun pick and you're getting other people to come to a certain place. Mm-hmm. It's going to have an impact. And just check what kind of impact you want to have on other people through what you're posting in social media. And then just keep in mind, what are you opening yourself up to when you post things out there? Mm-hmm. And, you know, and we need to ask ourselves whether we are a mom with superstar kids or um, a a minister or a girl, you know, trying to get a lot of, you know, what is the reason for every picture that we post? Are we are we doing it to fulfill a, a need within ourselves because we're feeling depleted and we just need a little bit of love? You know, or are we trying to be a part of the solution rather than a part of the problem? So it's a necessary evil, um, just like television and movies and radio and music and and everything else. But it all comes back to character. It all comes back to who we are on the inside, uh, the type of person that we want to be and and who we want to um I think if we try to impact people, we're still self-focused. So of course. We, so we just need to keep a check on our reasoning, you know, why we want to do things. Yeah. Um, so. But keep in mind that uh, take your passion, make it happen. Let yourself be great. Influence others. You want to be an influencer? Be a positive influencer. Even if you do it for yourself, be a positive influencer because I think that in the end, if we can work together to build a better society through social media, mm-hmm. whatever that might be, mm-hmm. and different people are going to have different beliefs and value systems and stuff, that's fine. But if you're thinking about impacting somebody for the positive, uh, whatever that might be, go for it and just be, uh, be, be, be mindful and know that people out there are watching, people out there are following People are out there monitoring, and you never know what type of impact you're going to have on somebody. And we may never know. We may never know the impact we have on somebody. It could be good. It could be bad. But there's going to be an impact. There's going to be something that happens every time we post something. And what do you want that to be? Yes. And that's what, it, you know, for me, that's what it comes down to. And then just don't find your self-worth in it. Yeah. Have good self-worth. Or find your self-worth in something better than social media because social media is going to come and go. The likes are going to come and go. The followers are going to come and go. The only thing that's not going to come and go is you. So find self-worth in something other than what the world tells you. Don't let the world tell you who you are and what your self-worth is. You tell yourself and value yourself. And let's get that challenge going where we are put our ugliest pictures out there and focus on our inner beauty. <laughs> yeah, look at my Instagram and scroll all the way down. You can see all kinds of videos with me uh, without before but, hair and makeup. Before hair and makeup. Go like her stuff. Go like her stuff. Feed her ego. Talk about boosting ego. Go like her stuff on Instagram. Uh, speaking of social media, uh, you can find us at Two Steps Ahead Podcast uh, on Instagram. Also on YouTube. Uh, other platforms for um Finding the show, Instagram television, Instagram TV, IGTV, you can find episodes there on Two Steps Ahead Podcast. YouTube, you can find the video. Uh, audio portions can be on SoundCloud. It can be on Spotify, Pandora, iTunes. The coolest thing, if you Google 
two steps ahead podcast in the Google search, yes. it pops up on the screen links to video. Yes. So all you have to do is Google search two steps ahead podcast and, and boom, it there. pops up and we're right yeah. there. So we're just a Google search away <laughs> from a rendezvous with you. So rendezvous with us and, uh, and search us and find us on two steps ahead podcast. Uh, my personal Instagram is at Edom Rocks, E-I-D-E-M-R-O-C-K-S. And you can also email me at uh, sonedom at gmail.com, podcast at, gmail, uh, at gmail.com. And more importantly, find her on Instagram <laughs> at... <laughs> I'm at Tara Hoke Shiro, T-A-R-A-H-O-K-E-S-C-H-I-R-O. Go like the bikini pic. I think it's up. And post it. And don't forget, <laughs> it's you. It's me. It's we together. We're Two Steps Ahead podcast, highlighting the shit we've stepped in so you don't have to. Hey, thanks for listening. Do tell a friend. We'll see you next time. You guys have a good one. Thanks, guys. Take care.